What is happening, party people, and welcome to Talking During Movies, the podcast where we take key quotes and moments from a film to drive a two-hour conversation. This one's going to be a little different. I am at Dive Bar, the wonderful Dive Bar and Lounge, 1703 Guadalupe, Austin, Texas, but I am flying solo. I've got my stash, producer Matt's in the background, working hard, getting stuff done, and uh, we're going to do this. So this is what happened, folks. Just as a little background, and we're going to get into the movie. So, as you guys know, I was going to do airplane on an airplane, but that didn't work. Well, first I was going to do airplane on an airplane. I thought about it, like, that'd be fun. Posted it. Got to John Wayne Airport and thought, man, airplane on, air, airplane on an airplane may not work. The movie airplane on the airplane may not work. Let's do airplane on an airport. But John Wayne's Wi-Fi blows ass. So it didn't work. I couldn't uh, run the movie. So I thought, well... Southwest is an awesome airline, future sponsor potentially, who knows, that'd be nice, wouldn't it, Southwest? You threw some cheddar my way, some free flights, maybe uh, you sent Matt and I to the Bahamas, that'd be nice, or wherever else you guys fly internationally, but nonetheless, got on the plane, paid my $8.99, got the Wi-Fi, and uh, that Wi-Fi not only did not power a movie, but also the over over-aggressive ambient noise that happens. I mean, listen, you guys already get pissed when you hear a jackhammer going off in the background with all this free content you're getting saying, I can't fucking believe it's so noisy. Hey, fix the sound, bro. Listen, I am I'm, I'm one man on many missions and appeasing all of you guys hearing an ice maker crash ice in the background, not my problem. All right, listen, just get over it. It's fine. But it was too loud. So the background noise was too loud. And then crazy fucking turbulence. We left San Jose crazy, a little bit of light turbulence, and the turbulence got so bad that my laptop fell over like three or four times, could not do it, couldn't even watch the free TV from Dish TV on um, on the Southwest flight. Name dropping. Watch your toes, folks. I am dropping some names. So that didn't work, and then I decided, well, you know what? Airplane at the airport didn't work. Airplane on the airplane didn't work. What about airplane at home super high? Because that's like being on a plane. That got about, maybe I got an hour into it. Uh, I was so high. So here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna, today we're doing Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. They're gonna eat you up for breakfast, dinner, or lunch, right? They are, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is an amazing film. We're gonna talk over that. We're gonna talk about a bunch of shit. And then at the end of that, my daughter's gonna sing how she did her first poop, as we always close out with. And then after that, I'm gonna tag in the failed airplane, super high talking over airplane podcast where there's a lot of dead space and pauses where I've forgotten things that I'm saying. 
I'm talking in a lower voice because I'm doing it at home and my kids asleep and my wife's out of town, so it's just me, right? It's just, it's, it's craziness. So anyways, so there's that. So you got all of those things happening, right? And, uh, and that leads us to here. So that gave us the week off as I failed three different times trying to talk over airplane, which means I'm not gonna talk over that fucking movie unless I get a pilot in here who really wants to talk about um, airplanes and shit and cool airplanes and bad airplanes and fun ones to fly and bullshit and everything else. Until that happens, we're not, we're not touching that again. There's just some bad juju around that. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's um, the, uh, the lack of the peace pipe of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Who knows, right? Who knows? I mean, there's, it's a fascinating film. You've got a great love story. You've got political incorrectness. You have a, a blowjob scene. Um, you have a kid dying that's on the plane that's, that's flying first class kind of, but in the back of the plane very weirdly. Uh, there's, there's, there's terror and there's the, the, the literacy of puns where there's like, we're going to take whatever anyone says and we're just going to take it literally. You know, shit hitting the fan, one of the famous scenes, right? And then, of course, the jive talk. You have it all. You have it all. You have religion, race, comedy, taking things to the extreme, literally. You have everything. It's a fascinating movie. Too bad. I'm going to say politely, uh, fuck you, airplane. Uh, tried three times, failed all three times. Let's me know. The third time is not a charm, but the fourth time at Dive Bar is a charm. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Colorblind Design, building those amazing tactical six pack. Carriers. If you got one for Christmas, you're lucky, lucky. If you uh, got one just to get one, you're lucky, lucky. Uh, because they, this is what you take to the neighbors. It's what you roll out with, you just cross the street, you're like, what's up, fellas, how you doing? Oh, no, no, you put your stuff in, in the garage fridge. I've got my tactical six-pack loaded up with ice, popped it open. Oh, and don't worry about bottle caps being on your driveway or in your back patio. Got that magnetic paint, click it off, sticks right to the side here. We're all good in the hood. And you guys don't have this. And if someone jumps out of the woods, could be a puma, maybe it could be a, 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 a wolf or, or a nefarious person trying to steal your friend's home, but you've walked over there with your tactical six-pack. It's got some weight to it, man. You swing that thing, you'll, you'll, you'll hit a home run, okay? You're going to knock someone's clock right off. Don't know if that's approved content for, uh, for Scott and crew, but hey, it's just it's, it's the truth and where we're at. And if you're wondering why I'm talking so fast and maybe a little bit loud, it's going to taper off here in a minute, but um, I, uh, I've got some new uh, brain, brain enhancing um, uh, vitamins and they are, uh, they're kicking into overdrive, man. These are amazing. So you've got out there a bunch of stuff. Let's, let's get into the movie here really quick and then uh, we're going to, we'll, we'll talk about some brain enhancement. So uh, we're, we're 16 seconds in and it opens up with, you know, the, uh, the terror, the idea of Alfred Hitchcock in 1963. 63 did the birds, right? A flock of winged creatures attacking people. It's supposed to be this great horror film, and yet, I mean, people laughed. And they should have laughed. Let's be very honest. It was a funny movie. In the fall of 1975, seven million blackbirds invaded the town of Hobbsville, Kentucky, resisting the best efforts of mankind to dislodge them. Well, guess what? No one in Kentucky's laughing. That is for darn sure. So, in a world where no one's laughing, and in a time when nothing seems right. We have present day, which really is, I mean, the, the weird thing about doing present day is it only works for like the first two years of the film, right? Because you're like, okay, I mean, listen, this lady washing her dishes, getting stuff done, you know, uh, if, if this was present day, 
there would be a couple washing the dishes together or just the guy. We would never, we would never just put a woman in the realm of she's a, she's a sweet talker dishwasher. And there it is. And there's our first clue, folks. There it is, a tomato. A tomato that moves on its own. It's uh, circling the garbage disposal. And it's found its way to jump out of the sink and is now, I don't know, threatening this lady. This lady who is screaming and crying and has never thought of just stepping on the tomato, making a little ketchup, if you will. <laughs> You're welcome. There'll be a lot of dad jokes in this, all right? A lot of dad jokes. Uh, also, we'd never show a woman being that weak. Not in today's movies, no. So speaking of the ladies, and this has just been a topic, and while we're going through the credits, we are, um, you know, we're almost two minutes, we're a minute and 50 seconds in, almost two minutes in. The credits are rolling. Amazing film. You guys, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun with this. But let's let's get into a, a hot topic here right away that's been going on. Hold on, cocktail time. Uh, brought to you by Stash IPA, uh, the wonderful people at Independence Brewing, making the amazing Austin Amber Stash IPA and Native Texan. Some of my three of my favorite beers. Uh, what is up, Amy and crew? How's everybody doing? Love you guys. And now uh, let's get this parched, unparched. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie, artichokey, what is happening, party people? Bang, bang. So, you know, uh, the, uh, a lot of stuff came out, and, and I understand this part, and I've, I've talked about this before, but I really, let's get into this a little bit here, right? So, A, um, you know, the Oscars, the Emmys, the Golden Globes, all this stuff's coming out, and I, there hasn't been a, there wasn't a female director, I think, nominated for Golden Globes or Oscars, I forget. One of these Hollywood, look how awesome I am things. Right, and because of that, you know, people are, are up in arms, and, and they're they're pretty upset. But here's my problem: it's not uh, this space is available. Oh my goodness, there's a, there's a phone number on there. Can we hold on real quick, folks? We got to we got to jump back just a hair. Let me see here. Where can I? Where's that? Where did that uh, phone number go? You silly gooses! Hold on a second. Really? I mean, come on! I just saw it. I literally just saw the phone number. Let me see if I get it again. I'm, I'm backing up a little bit. I want to pause it, and I'd kind of like to read you guys this phone number. Let's see your cinematography, and then we're going to get because this this is an important topic. I think we need to address, but we kind of need to address it in a um, in a different way, right? So let's see here. Is there going to remember the best bargains in town are at Sun Valley Furniture, 17 East Main Street. Theme from Attack of Killer Tomatoes. John DeBello did the music. I'm sorry, I'm reading this through because I'm so excited kind of hoping that we're going to get this phone number. I'm going to have to go back and find it, do some Googling and put it in. Oh, there we go. This space is available. Call 714-474-5566. Folks, just want to see what this, what this brings up. I'm going to put it on speaker. 714-474-5566. Call speaker. Let's see here. Number busy. Oh, I bet they are tired of getting phone calls about the attack of the killer tomatoes. All right, so there we are. That's it. Three minutes into the film. So, anyways, let's get back to this. So, big uproar. Not uh, ladies behind the scenes, uh, directors, cinematographers, uh, what have you, not being nominated for these awards. Oh, and then they're like, but these male directors were. Here, here's what. Here's my. Here's my subtle pushback that I think everyone should address. One, and some people kind of did. But, you know, get, lead more on, get me involved in the, in the films that should have been, nom the directors that should have been nominated. Instead of saying, I can't believe this lady didn't get nominated, and I can't believe this guy did, 
Instead of being like, hey, did you enjoy this movie? Or did you see this movie? Did you enjoy or see this movie? And, and, and get me in the mindset of, oh, wow, that was a good movie. I liked it. Well, did you know that was directed by a female? Because quite honestly, I will watch a movie and I don't think who directed it, male or female, it doesn't enter my brain. What enters my brain is it a good film, did I laugh, did I cry? What came about in this film that, um, that was different, right? Or that, 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 made a, that made a positive point, if you will, and, uh, or negative point, or made me think, or just, just had me separate from life for a little bit. So, you know, what you, what you have to understand in that, especially, is that, you know, it, you've got to trap the human brain differently. You can't, because as soon as I see the male director in his, in his film, I'm like, oh, I did like that film, though. I've got a justification for why that person got nominated. Reverse that curse. Spin that out a little bit. And instead, show me the movies I should be watching and why I should watch them. Let me go watch them. Let me agree with you or disagree with you why I enjoyed them or not. And then let me find out it's, it's, it's lady-led. And so then let me feel the same disappointment that that lady feels and that others feel when they are not nominated when they should be. Because then I can look back and go, well, that film was definitely better than these two films that got nominated. So I wonder what's going on. I wonder what the difference here is. That is the different mousetrap that emotively brings people into the conversation without A, making them feel like they missed out, B, talking down to them because they like a film that someone else likes, that helicopter's gonna crash, and then that helicopter did not land okay, oh my gosh. And then C, you have the, 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 the other opportunity then to share their success that's highlighting on their success, not sharing what they missed out on. Go with the positive, push with the positive. Let them see the angle where instead of it being like, I can't believe this person missed out. Well, if they missed out, do I really wanna watch the movie? Uh, is this gonna be a cult classic? Like what's going on? Or did they, or is it, hey man, I really enjoyed that movie. I can't believe they missed out. That he, the, the subtle difference there, that slip, that twist in that right there, what that allows someone to do is emotively connect with that person and then push that movie out further. Because at the end of the day, I mean, I'm sure an Academy Award's great. I'm sure that helps you with negotiating fees and, and getting other movies and other things going on. I, I could not agree more. However, you also want the awareness. You also want your craft celebrated. You also want as many people to see the movie as possible. And one could probably argue that in this crazy world that we live in, right, um, we, uh, you, yeah, you want, the, you want the acclaim, but you also you got to pay your bills. And in the world where you want to pay your bills, pay your bills, son. You know, I, listen, there's, um, I'm sure there's a lot of great movies out there that didn't get Academy Awards that made a billion dollars. Well, guess what? That person who cashed in on that isn't complaining that they didn't get an Academy Award because they just look at their bank account, right? Now, I get the equality angle, and I understand all of those points. But let me once again articulate to you, my wonderful listeners out there, hey, Perhaps we change the narrative subtly so that we're celebrating and supporting these people in a positive manner versus a negative manner. Just saying. So there you go. So there's there's Ola on sofa box. Uh, we've already had um, one a tomato attack and an attempted attack at a farm. You've got to wonder in the world where fruits can attack. Because and, and there's a fun thing for you. Write this one down. Get your pen and paper out or you know double down on the record whatever it may be but um just remember this 
There's a difference between wisdom and knowledge, right? You can be very smart, but not be very wise. So here is our, this is hilarious because they're getting into this boardroom, trying to get in. It's like going to a fucking Applebee's with your whole family. And they're like, here's the booth. You got to slide down through the booth, crawl across the tabletop, anything you need, but nothing, nothing's really going to fucking work, right? But here's the thing that to, to take away, wisdom and knowledge, right? So knowledge is one thing, wisdom is another. Applying both is critical. Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. That's knowledge. Wisdom is not putting that tomato in the fruit salad. All right? So think about that when you're spouting off your little tidbits this week and weekend, when you're trying to impress your friends with the, with the stuff you learned at work or the, what you read on the internet or, any, or the book you read, just remember how it's applied and where it can be applied. Because information, just to barf out information, is just all it is is rhetorical masturbation. All you're doing is saying something so you can make yourself feel better. I mean, listen, and there's no greater rhetorical masturbator than myself, right? I mean, I have a fucking podcast for crying out loud, where sometimes I solo talk for a couple of hours. So let's be, let's just, let's keep it very, very real in, in that, in that aspect. Uh, but that said, think about it and, and address it that way, you know, um, in, in everything that you learn and do. And when that can go back to the other statement, right? Knowledge is, is, is knowing that someone didn't get the Academy Award or the Golden Globe or whatever it was. Wisdom is shifting the narrative so that people feel the same pain and feel empathy for them for not doing it. Like, don't, don't chastise me. And don't tell me how we missed out. Don't tell me what I did wrong because I went and saw a movie versus a different movie. Don't, that's, that's not the game, right? The real game here is instead is figuring out a new way to celebrate these people so that they do get their just deserves and rewards, if you will. So, there you go, right? I mean, listen, folks, this is, it seems, you know, in some capacity, right, it's very much common sense, but it's also, it's just the nuances of, of, of subtle twists and turns that, that allow you to experience something differently. And as soon as you can do that, right, you're going you're gonna to find greater wealth of information, you're going to find greater insights, and you're going to constantly, when you see a problem or when you see something around you, you're going to constantly then try to assess what you can do differently or see it differently or communicate it differently to have a more profound effect without bringing the baggage of guilt or shame or repulsion or angst or anxiety right you've got to you've got to you've got to find that subtle bridge oh that's a that's a bold move dropping the uss arizona into the fish tank a bold bold move it's a warship folks so it's it's sinking dun, 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 dun. drink time hold on all right uh so another update i don't know if i tried to allude on this um super high or not or, or airplane one of the times we tried to record the airplane podcast another thing came up I don't know if I told producer Matt this this is exciting um, I don't know why I have to feel like I look at the screen to talk I just can't look anywhere I'm like let me talk to this movie this is gonna make uh, so we got a uh, we got a call we got a call we got an email our third most popular country for downloads is Kazakhstan of course I mean why wouldn't it be Almaty in Kazakhstan has a couple of casinos one of the casinos reached out and was like, hey, would you maybe do some live shows here? That's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. There's a, there's, there's a little, um, I wouldn't say they hate Americans over there, 
But I'd say we're probably not as popular as Canadians. Yeah. Or the French. Or, or Texans, though. The Texans, really. I mean, Texans is like, well, we like you at the same time. Fucking psychopaths. Yeah. <laughs> so they came, so they, they reached out and they're like, hey, we'd like to bring you guys out and do this. You know, what would it take for you guys to come do this? So without consulting you or Jason Dick, I was like, listen, if you want us to come out, we'll come out for a weekend. We'll do two live shows. Um, we need $1,000 in credits yeah. at the casino just to gamble. Absolutely. We each need $5,000 and we should pay, uh, we need to fly us over there first class. Yeah. They didn't get back to me. Of course. Well, I mean, listen, don't give me an offer. Right. I'm in. Yeah. If you don't give me an offer, I really feel like I lowballed us a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting 50 downloads a day in Kazakhstan and Almaty, which means there's a military base somewhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, oh, fucking American voice. I don't give a shit how horrible this entertainment is. <laughs> this is fantastic. Let's do this. And, you know, then I was like, oh, and I, I did some research. So 65% of the country is Muslim. Nothing wrong with that. But Muslims not known for being big drinkers. Unlike you, me, and Jason Dick. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. We smuggle our booze in. We do there if there's drinking at the casino. Um, two, not known as the safest place for Americans. So travel, yeah. go hang out, party at casino. Yeah. Uh, they did offer us security, but I, I kind of figured that that is like um, a, you know a, a drug dealer saying, "I'll be your AA sponsor." Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. Like, no, 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 man. I'm pretty sure I'm getting kidnapped if you're providing me. By your security. Yeah. yeah. I'll bring my own. There's military base, right? I'll I'll call I'll, I'll reach out to Tim Kennedy and be like, you got some boys in Kazakhstan that I can pay part of my five grand just to keep us safe. Right. Just stand by the door, yeah. come in, order room service. I don't fucking care. It's all gonna be free. Yeah. But what's part? I'm in. I'm in. And then uh, a uh, casino in Australia talked. Now they want us to get a sponsor, yeah. and then they'll put us up and give us the venue. And then we would share in tickets, ticket sales. But if a sponsor in Southwest, maybe one of your partners, uh, anyone, Southwest doesn't fly to, of course, to Australia, but you know, fly us out there. Get some international, a lot of Australia's number five on the list. Uh, but they're on, they're a little on fire right now. So yeah. give, let's give them a minute, get yeah. some rain or something we're to come through there, man. cool off a bit. And then also um, Bernanillo, New Mexico. Okay. We do about 50 downloads a day in that city, and I don't Weird. know why. Weird. Weird. There's only 8,000 people there. Oh. Yeah. So you know, they it's like, like what you're doing. They like what we're doing, right? <laughs> so I actually reached out to one of their casinos, and I was like, "Hey, might want to have us out. These are kind of the numbers we're spitting out." Right. They haven't gotten. Yeah. But it gave me an idea where I just I thought about all the fun countries where we could party, yeah. do some drugs that maybe aren't legal here in the U.S., yeah. mushroom shakes in Thailand, whatever it may be, right? And just run around and have a good time. And uh, I just checked out all these random third world countries and then Australia. <laughs> and I emailed, I don't know, a hundred casinos saying, hey, here are our numbers. Do you want to bring us in to do a couple of live shows? We're getting responses back. Like some of them are just like, uh, we don't do live shows here. And I was like, okay. Um, one of the uh, Eastern Bloc nations was like, no, you have too much profanity, like very. And, and listen, I respect the fact that they, that they listen. Like yeah. our numbers one day shot up. It's like, I need 500 downloads today. Oh, all these casinos on email were like passing around this podcast going, no. nah, but listen to this bullshit. But listen. <laughs> listen. Not you, but listen. But listen to this. <laughs> so, dude, it was, uh, it's interesting. I don't know. We would, um, shit, we'd do a live show here. It'd be fun. Yeah. 
But uh, it's just, yeah, just funny that someone wants to fucking potentially pay us for this dumb shit. That's the, the background is the phone of the Magic Man. And, you know, listen, uh, producer Matt's got to get this stuff rocking and rolling. But, um, yeah, so those are those are the fun things. Awesome. I know, right? I, listen, if you guys want to pay us to go to a live show in the continental United States, I cannot go to Canada. Uh, I prefer not to go to Mexico. You know, listen, we're... The, the beautiful thing about this is that because we don't care, we can be picky and choose as we want. Right? Is, is my dream to go to Bernadillo, uh, New Mexico? No, it's not. If you're going to pay me to go, I'm going to go. Oh, I'm sure you guys have like some green chili vanilla ice cream bullshit. I, who knows? The fuck New Mexico is. Right? They just know that they're newer than Mexico. That's all they know. That's the only thing they got. Right? They only got fucking, they got, they got Roswell, they got aliens, and some other dumb shit. That's, that's the world they live in. So God bless him for listening. Thank you all very much. But also then it's like, all right, well then what else can we do? Oh, who else? So, you know, I mean, you know, plenty of people in New York City, that would be fun. Um, Miami would be fun just because it's Miami. Uh, I would do Detroit and Cleveland only because it's Detroit and Cleveland. Because I just I would instantly feel cooler. Yeah. Just going in like, oh, I'm from a, I'm from a city that's prosperous. But uh, <laughs> Hey, you guys, have you seen this iPhone? It's pretty awesome. The Motorola flip phone's dope, don't get me wrong. But you should come to the first world. That's fucking fantastic. We have zero people listening in Detroit and Cleveland, so fuck them. Yeah. Uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, there's a, there's a couple of fun cities way up there that have weird Indian casinos. I mean, bring us in, man. Let's, Indian casinos are down for All right, I'll smoke some peyote. I'll do the peace pipe. We'll hang out, we'll have a good time. You bring it, and there's enough drunk random people at casinos. We'll fill a room. Okay. We'll fill a room. We'll have some fun. We'll promote you and them and all the other bullshit. It will be fantastic. So yeah, so there's that. I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, Twenty late 2020, early 2021. We may be doing some touring, <laughs> which is dumb. It's just awesome. dumb to think about that we could do some touring. It's also hilarious. But you guys, you guys got to think about this. Hey, potential sponsors, people out there. That are like, oh, a podcast, this would be interesting. Just gotta let you know. Sounds fun. Sounds interesting. Understand. Jason Dick, full time job. Producer Matt, full time job. Jason, the other Jason, full time job. So you wanna take us away from our friends and family in the weekend of drinking to where just the three of us are gonna hang out and then we're all just gonna talk over a couple of films and bullshit out of the time? It does cost money. I'm not doing this shit for free. Um, we already have sponsors, we have people, but I'm not asking sponsors to pay more to shuttle me off somewhere, right? Instead, you guys just need to pay. You pay, come out, we'll come out, we'll have a good time. But that's just how it works. Am I going to make you fly as first class? It depends on where we're going, right? If we're going to LA, we'll jump on a Southwest flight. That's fine. You want to, uh, you want me to go to London? It's first class. I'm not, I can't do, I'm not sitting in coach or business class. The master saying, he's like, no, listen, you're going to take me away from my family and friends for a weekend? Internationally? And I'm going to be on a plane for 12 hours? Not over the ocean, man. Not over the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm barely over the Mississippi without thinking about at least business class. Yeah, yeah. Right? If Southwest hooks it up, great. Just put us in A automatically and let us just pick our seats. Right. <laughs> Preferably on a flight that's empty. It's just us three. Because guess what? We won't sit next to one another, but we'll all drink. So we'll need some Southwest. Here's what we need. Three flights and drink coupons. We'll figure out the rest. All right? Hotels, same thing. We'll go to your hotel. You got a hotel, casino. We'll go and we'll have a good time. But yeah, so there's that part. I had to get off my chest. I thought that was fun. I wanted to wait for that because also that would be... Oh, yes, please. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. We're... <laughs>
so yeah, folks, and there's so there's there's that which is which is always fun. Ooh, here comes another stash. It's funny they um with these uh, vitamins they always say like, oh, don't mix this with alcohol. I'm like, what pussy reads that label? It's like, oh, I can't have a drink now, can I, Bob? This is unacceptable. I already took it. Oh, that Bud Light's gonna have to wait till tomorrow. No, it's not. Fucking Bud Light. Drink it. It's really fun. Bud Light. I'm not. I'm not up. I'm not down with the man bun. Listen, unless you are a black belt in martial arts from Asia Pack, you can't wear a man bun. You can't. And I mean, Steven Seagal doesn't even get away with it, and he taught over there. And then he became a Russian spy and uh, someone very. I wonder what happened to Steven Seagal. I mean, he was so great. He would have attacked the Killer Tomatoes. He would have done something great. Attacking the Killer Tomatoes. I, I don't understand. You know, as as they attack and do everything, it's so weird because I mean, one. I'm sure there's a marketing person that came out of Heinz Ketchup. But, oh, we missed one. Damn it, Bob. You know, if this came out now in Alamo Draft House. You would have a, 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 a tomato cocktail, a tomato appetizer, fried. You know, you'd have a you'd have a tomato burger, and you would have some tomato dessert. They'd go balls out. But I'm always amazed because you know people are like, oh, I don't want the negativity of, of this movie or the fact that tomato. I mean, especially you now that like people were smarter back then. They're like, oh, this is a comedy. You could put this on in real world and have Heinz sponsor, and they'd be like, you know, our stock went down five points. Yeah. Why? Ah, uh, six percent of Americans believe that tomatoes can kill them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Yeah. The, the, in fact, uh, tomato sales are down uh, 13.5 percent, except for in uh, farm sales. Uh, L.A. and New York, uh, they're they they have a t- excess tomatoes. They don't even know what to do. And um, yeah, Heinz is sitting on a boatload of uh, tomato ketchup now. Uh, what the fuck? Because people are idiots. That's because some asshole right next to the flat Earth people. And right next to the fact that we're in a game simulation, another asshole's gonna be like, "Hey, you know, this is a documentary. They can't say it because uh, they don't. They don't want us to know that you know the the, the vegan overlord um, uh, black nobility is keeping the killer tomatoes at bay only because they want to." F- push the vegan agenda, which will have vegetables killing us, and then vegetables will rule the world with black nobility sponsoring their overlordness, and that is being subjugated by the reptilians from Planet Zendon. Pretty sure I got that. Okay. It's spot- <laughs> with Matt's Planet Express shirt, he's like, I'm out. I'm getting on this ship. Get the fuck out of here. I'm getting out of the simulation. And we're, if, we're in a situ- if we're in a simulation, whoever's running my sim world, listen, bet the farm, A, B, go ahead and uh, throw a little more cheddar down so I can get that winning lotto ticket. Because then your sim world, you're gonna, it's going to be the best time. You give me a couple hundred million dollars, and it's not going to be like these assholes who first won and they blow it all in the first year because they, you know, they they win like 400 million, they get 250 million bucks and they're like, I can't believe this. I own seven Camaros. My double wide's a double wide on top of a double wide. I got a three-story double wide, motherfucker. How do you get in? Stairs on the outside. I didn't want to cut any holes in the roofs. <laughs> Not a fool. They're like, okay. And then, you know, like, what, what happened? I lost $100,000. How'd you lose that? Well, I had it in cash. I went to the strip club and 
Someone mugged me. No shit, really. You got hundred thousand dollars in cash, and you went to a strip club. Where? In South Dakota. There's. You're gonna give one lady who has acne on her ass and a hairy butthole hundred grand. Well, she's a real good dancer. Okay. It's also got a dick. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat. I can't believe you got mugged. Did you tell friends? Yeah, I told a lot of people I was going with that hundred grand. Really get a good lap dance. My wife's not happy. No shit. But you're gonna give a strange woman $100,000? You lost $100,000? Maybe a mix of both? Or that she married a fucking retard? What could it possibly be? Oh, I said the R word. Calm down. That's the, that, that's the other thing I want to get on is we don't, we stopped owning language. I was, I was sitting down, so, you know, you guys, I, oh, I got to finish this girl. Hmm. That's a dry mouth slamming a beer pause. So I sit down with my buddy Scott. He's a pastor at a church. Very nice guy. We like to, at least twice a month, we kind of hang out. I go to his church, I like it. Scott's a super nice guy. I really enjoy his company. Um, we had, had all really talked about my, my problems with church and what have you. But he was asking about trying to get into people's skin. Like, what can I do to, I'm really talking about emotional health. And I said, if you want to get emotional health and you want to see where people jump to conclude, like a lot of emotional health is, getting, I hate to use the word, getting triggered or jumping to a conclusion because something happened or you think something's gonna happen, you're preparing yourself for the worst, God knows what's gonna happen, blah, 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 blah. Well, don't have to worry about that. I said, he goes, the thing about bringing up politics, I'm gonna rail on Trump first and then maybe rail on the film. I'm like, dude, the problem is is you're gonna lose people because they think you've picked a side. Can't do that. I go, however, if you walked out on stage, looked at everyone, and this is a big thing, we're going to get into this for a hot second, but you walk down on stage for everyone, you look, fuck, at church, fuck, fuck, people would be like, I can't believe he cussed, now, how many people in that church, how many people are listening, the 300 plus downloads we do, how many people is he email, talking during movies, podcast at gmail.com or go ahead and respond at talking during movies you can dm me we're on the instagram give me on the ig homie but we're there but here's the thing how many people have done the etymology the word science the understanding the root of the word where fuck came from it is a european term for cabbage farmers that would take their hoe swing it into the wet earth it would make a fuck sound so they would say i'm gonna go fuck some cabbage <laughs> now there's a god there's a there's a masturbating vegan out there right now like i fuck cabbage it's great yeah. i mean listen i'm not gonna lie the uh that purple cabbage will cut your dick but cabbage cabbage it's got a soft feel to it cups your balls nicely it's amazing you fucking people you can turn off the podcast right now i don't want to know that you exist the rest of you listening still the etymology of work but the idea is that those people jumped to a conclusion. They instantly assumed the worst, and more importantly, emotionally, they got upset because they also assumed that there's certain words that that meat suit that you live in can and cannot say, that there, there's a value all of a sudden to words. Like, I have a problem with people saying, oh, you can't say the Lord's name in vain. Well, what is the Lord's name? Now, mind you, the Jewish people could not say his name, Yahweh. Is that his name, or is, is, is it God? Which one is it? Because if it's Yahweh, 
and that's the one you're not allowed to say or shouldn't say or can't say, fine. Then I can say goddamn all I want because I'm not using the Lord's name in vain. The Lord's name is Yahweh, if it is. But one understanding and doing, I, I bring it all up because we, we're so, you know, I said the word retard, and everyone's like, yeah, I can't, this is horrible. Well, the fact that some asshole bastardized the word retarded doesn't mean that I should stop using it correctly. Doesn't mean, listen, you want to, I, I had a deep, deep dive conversation, you know, unfortunately I think my friend thought I was arguing with him, I really wasn't trying to, but a deep dive conversation with my buddy about the idea of, you know, what are facts? And he goes, well, you're using words, and words can just be defined as anything, you know? And I said, well, where are we standing? He goes, concrete. I'm like, no, we're standing on dog shit, because I've defined that dog shit is now this. And, we, and I, and I kind of went down, I, I poked the bear a little bit, but my point was more like, hey, at some point we have to have faith in words. We have to have faith in their, in their core meaning, and if they've been bastardized or changed in some capacity, okay, then they have. But nonetheless, come on, man. Get back to the root. The fact that someone hasn't grown past a certain stage, that is retarded. That is literally what it means. It's like you know, people talk about, oh, the government can't come take my guns, come take. Yeah, you're not you're not stopping me from owning guns. That's not what the Second Amendment says. But you guys, you want to have an argument, I love it. You want to have a conversation, you want to change the metrics of how we see things or, or understand something, it's fantastic. But get on the basis of where everything's at, because as soon as you say something that's not there, it gives someone an open avenue to say, well, that's not true, so I can dismiss you because you don't have knowledge. As soon as you do that, you miss that opportunity. Like, I look at my Second Amendment talks about the government does not have the right to take your guns. That doesn't say anything about you have the right to own guns. I mean, there's no right that says you can own guns. It says they can't take your guns. So if they can't take your guns, great. Then don't let them take, then, then it's there. Then fight that fight first. Instead of fighting the fight of uh, legislation around guns and I have the right to have guns, you seem foolish to the people who are writing laws because then they have a better time circumventing your narrow, uneducated rhetoric that you're just barfing out because you heard someone else say it and you never went and looked and read yourself. And in not understanding, looking and reading, you, you lose every fucking time. You don't look as smart. You don't, you don't understand or see what's really happening. And then you get into places where then all of a sudden everything's a fucking magic trick. I mean, FYI, wow, we've been debating and, and, and wondering what's going on with this impeachment. You realize the wall got funded and that, and that uh, Trump signed in the, um, the Patriot Act again. Those two things, remember, those were fighting points. Those were fighting points at one point in time, and yet both got signed and passed. And I mean, it just, it shows you in the, in the emotional health side of, of where you sit, of how easily you can be manipulated, A, if you don't read, B, if you don't actually go to the room, the etymology, the understanding of where something sits, and see if you don't articulate your argument well. Not even an argument, just your point. Don't worry about the argument. Don't argue with someone. Find the beauty in the disagreement. Find the love in the disagreement. Find the fact that you may not enjoy someone, or you may not enjoy what they think of politically, but then think, not enjoy someone, not enjoy the way they, they see things politically, but enjoy them as a person. 
Don't let a nuance divide you. We are more alike than we are not. So the person doesn't get along with or doesn't agree with you on something. Who the fuck cares? I have a dear friend, dear friend, I mean a person who I, I love and care for. I think she's amazing. Cheers. Ah, oh, he's got the peanut butter? Peanut butter whiskey. I got a good friend. She is a um she's a vegan. I mean die hard. You know, she's like, don't talk about how the vegan lifestyle is limiting and what you can eat. It actually opens you up to a bunch more stuff you can't eat. And I mean she stands really strong on, on something that I don't necessarily agree with all the time. I think I listen, I'll tell you what, there's never been an E. coli outbreak in um in hamburger meat or, or a nice T-bone steak, fucking vegetables every week. There's nine I can't eat yep. because they're washed in shit. Yep. But that's listen. That's just a side thing. Seriously, though, folks. <laughs> let's be honest here, and, and let's look at the fact that, quite honestly, I could let that drive a wedge between someone who's just sweet and nice and wonderful, and is just doing the best thing that she thinks she knows. Just like a person who eats meat and thinks that that's the best thing for their body. One, let's be very, very clear. As soon as you start using, you start lumping people in, you don't individualize people. One, you lose the message of who that person is. And two, you, you, you lump them into something that may not fit them. Diet, gut biome, we're all our little individual rainforests. Figure out what works for you best. There are some people who cannot touch a drop of alcohol or they'll become alcoholics. They just have an addictive nature. They just can't do it. They've tried it, they just can't do it. Does that mean that alcohol is a horrible thing and no one should touch it? No. There are some people who have gone on a vegan diet and got super sick and it just hasn't worked out well for them. Did they do the right vegan diet? Shit, I don't know. Did they try it? Yeah. Did it work? No. Does that mean they're a bad person and a murderer? No, it doesn't. Not at all. It can work for you and not for someone else. Celebrate the beauty and the difference of who we are versus finding the differences and pinpointing them and poking the bear on them. You know, rise a bit, rise a level up from diet or politics or anything else. Take a level up and look at the big fight, right? I mean, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. God, could you imagine if this, if this, if this movie was out today, one, First of all, there's got to be nine vegan companies that would sponsor this fucking movie. Be like, I'm in. Like, I just want to see people who have been destroying this earth and eating meat. And I want them murdered by tomatoes. I just throw a celery stick in and fuck them right in the butt. Just go ahead, get after them. Anyone who's eaten processed meat or or uh, used hairspray, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna need um, I'm gonna need uh, some. A bunch of things to get after. One, we, we got to have the tomatoes killing them. Two, we have to have the uh, the, the celery. Three, we're gonna get those jalapenos in there. They're really gonna fuck you. You jump in their eyes. Whatever you gotta do. All right, it'd be amazing. And then you'd have the meat people going. This is propaganda. You know, uh, you know how many animals are killed cultivating vegetables? Blah. It's like you guys, you're getting into the weeds of this versus taking a fucking step back. Who is that person? That's a fucking vegan. No, no, no. Who's that person? Who are they? They like other people? They give a good hug? Give them a handshake? Are they cordial when you meet them? Okay, maybe you don't go over to their house and bring your own hamburger while it's vegan night and be like, sorry, I'll eat meat. Don't be a dick. But celebrate your, celebrate where you're alike 
and understand where you're different. Because if you can understand where you're different, then you can have an adult conversation with someone who's completely different than you, and, and it, let it be successful. And let it, let it really permeate into something where you don't have to agree, you can understand, and maybe not even understand, you might be just vehemently, violently disagree with certain things. And, then, and there are certain things, right, that, that you're gonna have to step into and go, I don't give on this, but that doesn't mean you give up on the person. Right, I mean, well, go back to Scott. We had this conversation. We're sitting down there. See what I hate about is he, is he knows, I was talking about church. So I listened to the Rogan podcast, and I got a, I, I bought the book, and I've got the, uh, um, I've got an audio book on the other one. But talking about how magic mushrooms are really the fuel of the body. Right, the, the cicada tree that, that that Moses had in front of is loaded with DMT, more than likely smoking DMT, right. seeing God. And anyone who's, I mean. I shouldn't say anyone. The majority of people that I know, whether they're religious or not, as soon as they take DMT, they become religious. They're like, I saw God. Shape of a triangle. Fucking amazing. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's crazy. But, it was, and then this, the magic mushrooms come in, and Christianity is just a fertility cult that is hidden in analogies based off of taking magic mushrooms. To see things differently than how society wanted them to be seen. Well, then I was like, so, and he like kind of laughs it off and go, but let's be honest, every good church has one thing a children's ministry. Why? Because if the kids like it, they bring the parents back because they want to go see their friends. So at the end of the day, you're, you only care about retention when it comes to kids because the kids bring the parents back, especially at a young age. Teenagers are like, fuck this noise, I need to sleep in. Dad's like, yeah, I'll watch football instead. And mom's taking the five-year-old and she's going to church. But your retention hook isn't whether your sermon or your ideas or thoughts are really hitting home for mom. It's the fact that that kid's happy over there and she gets an hour and a half break away from the kid, maybe away from the dad or with the dad, and she gets an hour and a half break. Look, it, all it does is further bolster the argument, makes you look like a fertility cult. Like, you, you have to breed people into this religion. It's hard to change their minds when the idea is when you come over here, see all the bad shit happening in the world? That's going to happen to you. Right? Hold on, wait. But I thought, oh no, I mean, you're going to find like a confusing mix of peace and prosperity along with angst and loss of money and job and people attacking you and, and, and calling you dumb and going after every part of your life because you profess this belief. So get get ready for a roller coaster ride. It's like, who signs up for this? People who like to fuck. Because they're like, and by the way, you get this at the end of the rainbow, and bring the kids in. And then the kids are just so used to the abuse, they're like, all right, I'm already in. And then it's almost like an abusive cult nature. It's like, hey, guess what this is? Feeling good about yourself? Become a Christian. We're gonna tell you all the dumb things you do and everything else. And then on top of that, because we're dumb, we're gonna put out dumb uh, bumper stickers like, I'm not perfect, I'm forgiven. Like, like, like he only died for you? He died for everybody. FYI, if you believe it. So um, maybe we don't knock everyone else. And you know, as you're driving around, and, and by the way, when you pass in your 82 Hyundai, the atheist who's in the stretch Bentley, and you're like, I'm not perfect, I'm forgiven. He's like, no shit, you're not perfect. Hey, I mean, the fuck religion are you spouting off? What is this? This is why cults are so successful. One, they play to the masses. They, I'm sorry, they don't play to the masses. They play to the people. 
and they played a specific group of people. Like, if I'm, I've talked about this before. If I want to start a cult, I'm only going after rich people. Why you only go after rich people in a cult? Super, super simple. They have guilt for having money. I mean, Jeff Bezos gave almost $700,000 to Australian wildfires, and people shit on him for not giving it. Well, how much is he supposed to give? If he gives a billion, is he flexing? Like, if he gives a billion dollars, is he like, I'm the only one that can do this? So then, is he a dick for giving a billion dollars, and then no one feels like they have to give? Like, there has to be an economist that sits down with him and he goes, I want to give. However, I don't want to give so much that no one else gives. I want to give enough to hopefully inspires other people to give. Like, instead of going with the negative and attacking Bezos for what he gave or what you thought he should give, one, A, it's not your money. So it's always easy to blast someone worth a couple hundred billion dollars and be like, you didn't even give a billion, bro. Yeah, well, maybe he didn't want, he wanted other people to give as well, and he thought this would inspire them to give. You don't know his motivations. You don't know what's going on in his head. And financially, quite honestly, you don't know what's going on in his bank account. There are a lot of entrepreneurs that are asset rich and cash poor. I don't know how much the motherfucker has in his bank account. I don't want to assume. But what I do, what I, what I would rather say is that, hey, maybe we applaud people for giving, or they gave a dollar, or 700,000, or, um, you know, uh, 100,000, or, or 10 bucks. You know, it's more like, hey, let's celebrate the gift. Let's celebrate the, um, the opportunity to, uh, to, to, to share in this. Because after all, at the end of the day, this is our planet. This is, you know, and I think there's been like now 500 million animals that have died in this virus, far closer to a billion. And you gotta look at that and go, okay, well then what does that mean? And where do I, you know, and, and, where, and, why, and why am I, you know, no one looks at the stockbroker who, let's say, made a million dollars and he gave a hundred bucks. Are you calling out that person? Like he's, you folks, once again, you're looking at a divisive part of something versus a inclusive part of something. And the inclusive part really has to be the fact that you you bring them into the fold. You sell, you're like, hey man, you know what? Thanks for giving. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for being the person that's leading the way. Did Bill Gates give? Did um did all the other billion did Carlo how come no one's calling out Carlos Slim? I haven't seen anything from him giving. Did he? Who knows? Right? Where, where are the rest of these people? But you know, you, you pick your you pick your poisons, you pick your people, and you go after them. And unfortunately, once again, it's divisive because now the conversation is off what's happening in Australia, and it's on whether Bezos gave money or not. That's kind of fucked up. I'm not gonna lie. That's super fucked up. Only because the guy still gave. What if he didn't give anything? You motherfuckers wouldn't be talking about him. People wouldn't be blasting him. People wouldn't be dicks to him. All of that stuff falls by the wayside if you don't, if, if he didn't do it. And instead of celebrating him for giving, you're blasting him for giving, and that's super fucked up. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, could he have given more? I don't know. I'm not here to judge him for that. I'm not that person, and I don't want to be that person. Uh, if you're wondering why sometimes I sound a little distracted, Keith Beckinsale is in a leather onesie in another one of the TV screens running around getting chased. And the vision from the werewolf chasing her, he just, he's a werewolf, so he just looks at her butt. That's all he does. He just looks at her butt in a leather jumpsuit as she runs away. And I'm going to say, uh, real nice work, Kate. 
Um, and and uh, you're quite the athlete. Uh, that's a hard land on that front flip. I'm not going to say that was CGI or faked in any way. They'd be like, I thought you were doing Tap and Kill's moves. Yeah, I am. Hold on. Got to shoot a couple of werewolves real quick. You guys have to understand, there's a lot of distractions going on. And with my new vitamins, I'm easily distracted. I talk loud, <laughs> talk aggressively, like I know what the fuck I'm doing, and I'm easily distracted. Right? Um, so, let's get back to the here really quick. One, 70s fashion, never coming back into style unless you're Doug Stanhope. That's just the way it works. Two, uh, one of the subtle things they're doing here is they're talking about nuclear power and how it probably made the, the tomatoes killer. Or what happened to the tomatoes? Oh, nuclear power, you know, gave them teeth, gave them something else. What are you putting on over there? Uh, what's the Event Horizon? Oh. But now we're going to find new. Event Horizon, the, one of the darkest films. Yeah. You can't watch that on shrooms or acid. No. No. That's <laughs> like, no. No, you cannot. And it, by the way, it's not that Attack of the Kilometers is a, is, is a horrible film in any way, shape, or form. You guys have to understand that the dive bar, we have, we have three TVs, three different movies playing all the time. One of the things that I love about this bar, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one of the greatest films of all time. One of the um, one of the great things about this bar is that, and, and it goes back to all these things I'm saying, and it's one of the blessings of being here, is that there is a... Um, there's a, this, not, not a common marketplace of ideas, but there's a synergy of Matt and the team put movies and fun things on to give people a common ground to talk about things they enjoy. To give people a common play like movies and no one's sitting here going, I mean, you know, I talked earlier about um, Academy Awards and, and women. No one sits here and goes, man, I wonder who the director was of that film. They didn't get an Academy Award. Like, no one does that. But they do something like, Ferris Bueller's out. Dude, I remember when I skipped class for the first time, right? Kate Beckinsale, and she's in a leather onesie. Fantastic. Um, I forget who the Scott character is there, who's also a werewolf. But you, you, you see all these things, and guess what? There's, there's, it's not a divisive nature. It is instead a nature of, oh, we have something to talk about. You can talk, you could sit here in this box and done it, talk about whether vampires or werewolves or, or anything are, are real. You can talk about skipping school. You can talk about Robert Rodriguez and, and movies here in Austin and what makes movies fun or what makes them unique. They're, it gives 99 other avenues of conversation to have in a bar that is productive, fun, and leads to someone buying someone else a drink versus you're not going to come in this bar and have a debate watch party. You're not. One, I don't need to see old white people yelling at each other. Uh, two, why do you want to create an energy in a bar where it is one that's like, oh yeah, last time I was here, man, I'll tell you what, I fucking screamed at this person because they're pro-Bernie and, and I'm pro-this, and, and then another guy jumped in, he was pro-Trump, and we both screamed at him. And they're like, well, There's no part of that that is conducive to having a good drink, there's no part of that's conducive to having a good, a, a good conversation. And there's no part of that's conducive to, I want to come back here again tomorrow night and uh, catch up on Lost in Space. Or whatever it may be. But, you know, it's, it, it's a smart thing. It's a, you know, there have been uh, gyms that decided that they don't air Fox, MSNBC, CNN, 
uh, or, or the other uh, slightly left or right news channels because it just creates angst and then someone's all of a sudden like, hey, are you on that? Fuck Trump! And you're like, I'm sorry, what? Oh, no, no, I just asked for your benching, bro. I just want to bench. <laughs> fucking like Trump! I listen, man, I don't want to talk politics. I'm a fucking, I got my, what? Anyway, okay, I gotta go. Like, it just, it doesn't, <clears throat> that shit just doesn't work. And I mean, when health clubs and, and bars are realizing it, I think it's time for us to realize it, right? I mean, you can, I can knock bars all day long from the last to, uh, to, 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 to stop smokers from coming in. But at the same time, in that world, then bars got smart and went, all right, well, let's figure out then a way. If you're not known as a sports bar, then don't be a sports bar. If you're not known, I mean, when you're known as a neighborhood bar who can come in, relax, literally, think about this, folks. Next time you're going home, or next time you're walking to your neighborhood bar, do this. Imagine there's a coat rack right at, right outside the door. And you're walking in, and the coat you're wearing that you can't see is your problems. It might be the baggage from work. It might be a tough marriage. It might be a tough week. It might be a kid that you just you can't connect with. Like you connected with for the first 10 years of their life, and all of a sudden there's a distance. You don't know how. Take that coat off and hang it up. Take it off and hang it up. Walk in clean and fresh. Walk in, and instead of trying to slam 20 beers and forget about life, grab a beer, relax, look up, see a movie playing, look up, see a bartender, give them a smile, and instead of asking how they're doing, look at them and be like, I'm having a great day, and I want you to as well. Start there. Hey, thanks, you know, I'm having a great day. What would you like to drink? You know what? I'm gonna get a uh, I'm gonna get a stash out here. Ah, uh, great choice. Well, thank you very much. Then sit there, and instead of trying to talk to someone right next to you, take that first beer and listen. Watch what's on the TV and listen to what people are talking about, and then decide: Is the bar I'm in? Is the drink I'm having? Is the person serving it to me? Is this making me a person that lets me forget about my woes? Not blind drunk forget about woes, having a beer forget about woes. Are they letting me forget about my stuff and having a fun, nice, lighthearted conversation? Or is it politics and, and, and the divisive nature all around me? And if it is, what I would beg you to do then is, if it is, 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 is find a, a, different, a different bar. Find a different place to drink. Find a place that then allows you to step back. Like a great movie, that gives you freedom to forget about life for two hours, find your place that does that. You just just do, just find your place where you, you hang it up, you, you just put you, you put the cloak on up, you, you take it away. You don't bring your drama into your house, you don't bring your drama into your bar. You don't do it. And when you don't do either one, one, the whole bar's better. Two, you're better. And now you're handling alcohol in a, in, a, in a different way. Now you're handling alcohol in a, in a way that allows you, all of a sudden, someone's trying to break in. Now, someone, now um, what you're doing is you're handling alcohol in a way where you're like, oh, this is an enjoyable thing around enjoyable people that stimulates enjoyable conversation. Now you're not drinking your pain away or your sorrows away. Save that for the gym. Save that for some other place. The bar should be a place where you come in like cheers 
where you don't have to worry about the bullshit, but instead you get you get to enjoy the escape, just like home. Home should be your escape. Shouldn't be bullshit. You shouldn't be drinking to go home. If that's the case, you need to rejigger your home. You need to refigure out your home in some way. Because you shouldn't be escaping home. That should be a celebration. And I love going home. I'm gone for a week. I come home. See my wife, my kid, my dog. I love being there. Yeah, there's bullshit I don't like. But I love being there because I love the people there. Figure that part out. Get after it. Embrace that part. Don't, you know, and don't bring that negativity in there and instead bring that positivity in there. And, uh, and quite honestly, you know, I'd say this. Don't try to change your bar. If the bar's got people talking politics and that gets you fired up and negative, just move. Gotta go to a different bar, man. Find a bar like Dive Bar. They just don't, they don't tolerate that bullshit. Instead, what they tolerate is, is, is a great environment, fun people having fun conversations with fun movies playing in the background. Right? I mean, that's absolutely, that's what it's gotta be. Enjoy your beers. Enjoy your shot of, of peanut butter whiskey. Get after it. But damn, man, don't, don't come to someplace to hide. Right? And if you came to a bar to hide, figure out instead how you can go back to that bottle without hiding. Figure out if that's a real place. If they're real friends, if they're real people. Right? Are, are they making you a better person? Are they challenging you to do things, see things maybe a little differently? What are they doing that, that is going to shift, that's going to give you a little paradigm shift? So at least when you go home, you're not this blind drunk and then. You're, you know, your wife and kid are like, well, dad, it's a tough Thursday. Here we go. I guess he's just going to go pass out when mom made dinner. Or maybe it's mom and dad made dinner and he's with the kid and she just comes home. Like, why? Man, come home and be like, you would not believe this. Like, dad's in a great mood. He must have stopped by God bar and had a couple of beers. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, he talked to Tom. What was Tom's crazy thing about, uh, about, 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 about uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off again? Oh my goodness. What movie are you guys watching this time? Yeah, sorry, I'm a little late. I apologize. But um, honey, I picked up these flowers, bottle of wine, vice versa, whatever it may be. Thank you for making dinner. I'm in a, I'm in a great mood. I'm going to shower the kids, put them to bed. You go watch a show in the bedroom, and then we'll snuggle. That's just a different mindset. You can still get your drinks, you still have a good time, but how do you come home? You leave, if you, if you carry negative energy and you leave negative energy, you carry, you come in neutral and it's all negative around you, you're gonna leave with negative. Find your positive spots, folks. Get after them. And I'll, and I'll tie that back in the fucking movie, right? I mean, the whole idea is that there's this negative aspect when this movie was made about nuclear energy and the damage it can do and we don't know and what, it, what can happen. And, Ooh, here's a little side twist. Here's a, here's, a, here's a hard left turn that I did not plan on in any way, shape, or form, but, but um, I think you guys will like this. So in the nuclear age, I have all these nuclear power plants going up, and then miraculously, after, all the, after we did all the nuclear testing in, um, in Nevada, New Mexico, Arizona areas, right? And then we put the, the, the missiles in key areas, and did all, in all of those areas, Throughout North America, there's another fun little thing that's been happening. Cow mutilations. And the aliens are just they're, they're trying to find out what's going on with the cow. What the no, they're not. And I don't believe it's aliens. Think about this. We've been dropping nuclear bombs or testing nuclear bombs in southwestern United States and then storing nuclear bombs in key areas throughout the United States. Perhaps it's the government testing the animals that eat the shit 
that grows out of the ground that may have nuclear waste in it, wondering what's happening to these animals, taking their blood, taking vital organs. Hey, does this cow all of a sudden have seven hearts? Like, what is the impact of nuclear waste, nuclear bipartisan products flying through the air and sitting on our ground for 100 years, and nuclear bombs, just do they leak? Like, we don't, you don't know. So maybe it's a jumping to aliens. Maybe we jump to the government looking at the thing that's literally closest to, without testing groundwater, what are we doing groundwater? Nevada. But to testing that and going, oh wow, these cows are because you wonder, it happened through the 70s and 80s, right? And then it's died off. Why is it died off? Well, they didn't found there was any big repercussions, right? So the, um, the Sith Lords and the black nobility and, uh, and all the people, all, all the lizard people running, uh, running the world who first tried to, to get us away from nuclear power with this bullshit attack of the killer tomatoes, maybe instead the reality is the fact that it wasn't that way. Maybe the reality is the fact that they, it doesn't have that great of an impact. I mean, if it did, you, you've got to take a step back and you've got to look at, I mean, we're back in Japan, we're hanging out, still fishing. Right? Are the ideas of where we see nuclear power maybe exaggerated? Perhaps. Just like the ideas of smoking weren't exaggerated. In fact, maybe they were, maybe played down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that doctor smoking the camel white filter was saying, this helps me through my day. Uh, and it's amazing. Probably right. Also, probably didn't you know do the good lung check like he, like he or she should do back in the day. And you always, I, I love those old smoking ads where it's like, hey, by the way, you know it really turns a lady on blowing your smoke in her face. <laughs> Just blow right in her face. She likes that. Right in her face. Slap her a little bit. Let her nose boss. Make sure she's like the lady that attacked the killer tomatoes at the very beginning. She's washing those dishes. That's why women have shorter feet. So they can stand closer to the stovetop and to the sink. I'm a size 12. I'm so far away, I make a huge mess. And if I hunch over, it hurts my back and potentially could uh, could really my C4, C5 could could um they they could they could get hyperextended, right? They could well, I could get bulging discs from too much hunching. So um, I mean, it really is it's a dangerous thing for me as 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 a tall, somewhat fat man who drinks too much. To have that, right? So instead, we have to we have, we have to figure something else out. And thank God for, for women with short feet who love to do dishes. I mean, good for them. God bless them. It's fucking amazing. Oh, and then they and also let's be honest, they are they're the vegetable people. There's not a lot of guys who come in. They're like, you know what? I really like vegetables. They bring in the meat. The ladies bring the vegetables. This is also why the tomatoes attacked that lady. They knew she was the salad bitch of the house. And they're like, guess what? We've got a big fucking problem with you. And because of that, I'm going to eat you. Like a good tomato should. Boom. Science you delivered. Uh, as a military, I have to wonder. Like, our military gets asked to do some really random shit, right? Go to Somalia, stop this warlord. Um, hey, there's an outbreak of Ebola. Um, stop these people from leaving their city well, at the same time. Don't catch Ebola. That would be great. If you don't mind, just don't don't do these things. But in attacking the killer tomatoes, like the military is like, and we've got to go stop these tomatoes. 
you've got to wonder. He's like, hmm. I'm sorry. The, the Osama bin Laden of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is a fucking tomato? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it's horrible. So our job now is to kill tomatoes. Yep. We are trained to kill anything that moves. Yeah. And what do you want me to kill? Tomatoes. Big ones? 100%. Small ones? Ooh, for sure. All right, let's get them. Bam, bam. I mean, these guys are dancing. They're boogieing. I got my boogie. I got my wiggles. I like to kill them. T -t tomatoes. That's not part of the soundtrack, folks. I made that up on the spot. Okay. <laughs> Woo! All right. I mean, they're, this is the this is the village people of the military. It's what it is. One guy, he's just dancing. A lot, a lot of hip thrusting. This is a lot of white dancing. Uh, this is not good dancing. He's just he's moving his legs and thrusting his hips. I mean, this is not good. I've, I would like to see. Is um, they're like so, uh, sir? You do you look good in green? Yeah, I'm an auto. Green is my color. I got my color spectrum done, and I'm an auto. A fantastic military person because green brings out my eyes. Great, sir. Uh, do you know how to dance? I am a great dancer. Would you like to see me dance, sir? I will say this: when someone comes in here and they say they're a great dancer and they look good in green and they know the color spectrum they live on. I don't need to see that. I just need to see the director go, action! And then I just want to watch you boogie. But America's got talent. This is what it is right here. There are some big tomatoes. I love the tomatoes got not only bigger, but also as they got bigger, they're harder to shoot. And these guys have guns from like the 1920s. It's like bolt action. Like M16s existed. This guy's got a bolt action gun, and another guy has got a just. And you're, they're, they're shooting the wrong guns. Look, he's, he's, he's trying to load. The tomato's going to eat him. Hey, man, I've got an idea. Yeah, tomatoes. Anyone who's cut a tomato knows the skin's top and the inside is just ugh, grossness. Bro, get a shotgun. Get a shotgun. I mean, hindsight 2020, of course. But seriously, shotguns are around for that shitty bolt action. Get a shotgun. Get the military police going on. They got people running around. They are shooting bullets. It's it's like take it, listen. It's not a fucking banana, okay? You're not gonna bruise the banana with little pinpricks. Well, just wait 20 minutes. Oh, look! I put a message on your banana. It said, "Eat me." Well, shut up. No one fucking cares. All right, it's not a fucking banana. It's a tomato. Kill it. All right. And where are the green tomatoes? See the red tomatoes are very very angry. There's no green tomatoes. You know why? Wait for it. They're all getting fried in the South. Where people fry tomatoes before they come to maturity. Fried your tomatoes joke. Not only a great movie, Jason Dick Standard, one that makes him cry, like La Bamba, every time. But also, <laughs> it's a good dad joke right there. But Jason Dick will be here for our 100th episode. Now, we've decided. That's the other thing I want to talk about. I'm going to, uh, we got to figure out what we, what lunch we should order here. Let's talk about what we want to do for the 100. Be fun. Yeah. Renew the 100 of the dive bar. I don't know if I just don't put it for public consumption, and maybe we just do a live one here and just say, "Fuck you guys, just need to be here." <laughs> It'll be hilarious. Yeah. That kind of be awesome, right? You can backload it and be like, "Oh, fuck off." We're doing a live one. 
we're gonna um, we'll get like, like it's like ten or twenty bucks, right? And you can rent those uh, those little stand-up speakers, right? And then just give Dick and I a microphone just to yeah. berate people, and we'll play some movies. Patch them into the uh, patch all in. Oh fuck. Mm. <laughs> Cause we got to do something fun for the 100. I've got a couple things that I'm um, that I'm uh, working on. Oh, the great and powerful Jane Wells mentioned me in a comment. So um, Jane was telling me a JoJo Rabbit, which I'm a little offended they couldn't get real Nazis to play Nazis and JoJo Rabbit, but that's okay. They're hard to find. We had to go to South America where they all escaped. <laughs> It's like I'm mad they didn't make real tomatoes play tomatoes and attack of the killer tomatoes. But I told her I was like, and this is another movie, and a one I, I can't talk over. It's, it's you have to see it, and you have to experience all of it. But I watched Uncut Gems. Oh, what a lot of stress. I mean, it really is. It's 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 it's, it's stress at its highest points. It's going through some crazy stuff. It's super aggressive. It's very New York at an edgy New York like street level. It's gritty. Um, Adam Sandler is fucking fantastic. It, you know, if he doesn't win an Academy Award, I know he's a male. He's got he's got all the parts that uh, that, that uh, generally speaking people hate. Um, if, if, if you get nominated, you got those parts. But let me just tell you, fucking amazing, an amazing job. The um, a lot of the people in that film were also there. Majority of them were first time actors. So Adam Sandler's girlfriend, first time actress, she was fucking fantastic. Um, Kevin Garnett was like his 10th choice because uh, he couldn't get other people to come in and do it but KG was awesome the ending is not a typical Hollywood ending which is great I, I had to get up like four times and walk around it was so stressful I couldn't imagine watching it in the theater wow. that would fucking flip me out um, so you know it was, it, was, it was great it was absolutely fantastic but uh, you know so we, there's some good movies out there that you guys sh should go see I heard that I'm not a fan of the book, so I'm probably not going to see it. Uh, my wife and daughter will probably watch it with a woman. They were directed by a woman. I hope so. Not. Sorry. I'm not really good at this stuff when it comes to new movies. I'm good at like old movies or new movies that, that, that harken back to old movies. When we did Rambo Last Blood. Harken back to old movies. Ooh, that reminds me. I've got an idea for you guys that I kind of want to do. Maybe we'll start it after this one. Starting next week, Matt. What do you think about starting from one? And I'm assuming they're not going to make another one. These fucks. What if we do the Terminator series? Oh, yeah. Just go through the Terminators? I mean, at some point, right, it's like the time travel part gets old. And the robots taking over, and Elon Musk, and cars, and everything else. But, but there is, there's some other nuances in every one of those films that talks about, you know, where people come together and stand together where others fold. You know, that, that probably harkens back to uh, what Tim Kennedy said on my podcast when we first started this thing, uh, you know, um, almost 100 episodes ago, which is, you know, we're, we're going on almost two years, and uh, first year Tim said, soft times make soft men, hard times make hard men, and hard men have to stay because when the soft times turn, someone has to leave the life. It's something like that. And like man alive, if that's not the Terminator series, right? right? Linda Hamilton. Woo, man! I don't care about that little fucking kid. Yeah. I could care less about him. Arnold and eh, whatever the other Terminators that come out. 
the, uh, the, the evolution of, of, of where we sit or where we think evolution starts and stops when it comes to ideas. All of those fantastic topics. But the power of the woman. God damn. I mean, that lady. And the latest one. Oh, sun's out, guns out? Just doesn't care? My goodness. I mean, she is an amazing actress. Does an amazing work. But I think more importantly is just she shows that she's one of those few female actresses that doesn't let age matter, right? Jamie Lee Curtis, obviously. Now you've got to worry and one—not worry—you got to wonder about others, right? Uh, Charlize Theron, I believe she's a great actress. I don't know how age is going to impact her. Uh, she's done a good job removing herself as a sex symbol in some capacity. You still know. I mean, listen, she's a great actress. I hope she acts to, you know, like the the, the, the Dame Judi Dench, right? I mean, act away, ladies. Get after it. You're amazing. Uh, I don't care. I want to see you. You know, I, I, I don't like to see the whole idea of, well, uh, you know, uh, this is older actress with young women, so I'm going to have this older actress with young men. One, I think you ladies forget that young dude's just fucking here for money. Uh, just like the young ladies fucking the old dude for money. I don't, I don't like to see either one, quite honestly. But that's me, right? I, 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 um, but, you know, I mean, listen, you, you get after it, ladies. You, you, you got it all going on. Fucking get after it. And don't worry about the bullshit. You guys get too caught up in who's getting an award, who's fucking not getting an award. Stop. Make great movies. Do it. We're going to celebrate you. Men, women, movie lovers, the, the, the non-binary, whatever the fuck it may be, they're going to celebrate you. Fucking relax about it. Man, there's only... I get the allure of the award. Jesus Christ. Make a good fucking film. Let's do it. Who the fuck cares? Open up with female-directed Attack of the Killer Tomatoes reboot. Just do that. I don't fucking care. Put it in your title of every movie. Don't care. I'm still going to watch. I'm not going to let them go, huh, I can't believe someone with a vagina made this. Not watching that. <laughs> just the idea that they have boobs is going to distract me from enjoying this. Fuck that. It's not going to exist. And nor should it. Where are we on Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Folks, we have, um, hold on. Uh, we, have, we, have, we have 10 minutes left, just about. I was watching these politicians discuss how they're going to handle these tomatoes. Well, maybe not. Maybe it's just one guy holding a gun against another guy dressed like a politician in a, in a room that's closed off with a piano. Here's the, here's the, here's the one thing, guys and gals. Uh, gun training will teach you that no movie will. Whether it's a pistol or a shotgun or anything else, when you're defending your home and you decide to pull that trigger inside the home, that gun makes a loud noise. When you're outside shooting, you're like, I think I just heard a gunshot. And it was two miles away because the sound traveled. That's how big the pop of the gun was. When you're in your home and there are walls that contain that sound, that reverberate that sound. Understand this. Yes, the burglar hears a chung chunk of the 10, 12, 15 gauge shotgun. And that may make them run. But with that, do two other things for me if you have not been trained on this. A, put your wife and kid in another room. So if you had a master bedroom and they're all in there and you hear someone break in, you put them in the master bath if that's available. Put them in there, close the door. You stay in the master bedroom. 
do not leave the master bedroom. You dial 911, if you've got a phone in the bedroom, you let the police know where your family's at, where you're at, let your bunker in there. And that someone's probably breaking in. Stay in the room. Don't walk out there wheeling your gun around. More than likely, someone's going to take it. It's dark. You don't know what their background is and who they are, so don't. Lose computer, you lose computer. Fuck off. Because if they take the gun from you, more than likely they're going to break down the door and shoot your wife and kid. And or more, or if there's two statistics, right? They're just going to shoot the wife and kid, and then give you an empty gun and let you think about the dumb shit you did. Either way, not a win. Two, that gun goes off. Get some earplugs. Put the wife and kid in a room and don't let them leave. Put your phone on vibrate and have it in front of you for, and tell the police to call when they get to the front door. Put your earplugs in. That sound of that gun going off in your house, the reverberation of that sound will blow out your fucking eardrums and you'll pass out. If it doesn't blow out bad person's eardrums, they're going to walk over and take your gun and then aforementioned bad things happen. It will, that pressure of that sound will knock you the fuck out. You guys don't realize this. People are like, ah, I'm going to protect my house with a shotgun. Did you get your plugs? No. You got an escape route or a place for, uh, for your family to hide? No. What are you going to do? I'm going to go through my house room by room with a gun until I find them? Well, what if they're better than take it from you? Uh, well, no, it's a bad thing. What if you pull the trigger and uh, the sound, because where you, the proximity to walls, knocks you out because of the pain. Oh, that's a real bummer too. And it's like, uh, no thanks, man. That's not what you, my computer just tried to restart. Are you fucking kidding me? Psychopaths. Psychopaths. So folks, we're, uh, we're coming to the, uh, the very end of this film. We got, we got 10 minutes left. We got, you know, we got five minutes of uh, other bullshit going on. And you know, I know Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, a, 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 obviously a cult classic that we did not spend a lot of time on, but uh, we, we hit some of the hierarchy themes of it, right? And, and one is is just is I mean, control your emotional order, right? I mean, this whole movie is about these emotive responses to things that we could have done better, been smarter, been better about things. Two, the divisiveness of where things sit. My, my God, take a step back, take a breath, enjoy. Three, to be, listen, reach out to your local casino to fly the crew out to have some fun and celebrate you guys in real time and really do a fun, fun live show. Four, if you're a brand out there, don't get terrified of sponsoring Attack of the Killer Tomatoes reboot, Heinz Ketchup. Get that shit going. Have some fun, right? Have some, get out there. I mean, you guys are so worried about shit and you don't, you don't realize the fun. You, you, you. You count pennies, you miss dollars. You count nuances in shifts, and you don't look at you don't look at the seismograph that is culture. All of those things. So come on, man, take a step back, and celebrate. And finally, signs you'll deliver on yours. The final piece here, folks, is in all of this. Once again, and Dive Bar is fundamentally built on this, and I love that. Celebrate it and go find the people right that bring the best out of you go to the bars see your friends go to the coffee shops talk to the office people talk to those people that bring out the best in you don't bring out the divisive nature but bring out the best in you you do those things you're you're gonna win right because at the end of the day 
whether it's one tomato attacking or a million tomatoes attacking, the, the reality is this. They're only attacking at your weakest spots, right? The only reason attacks happen is because they found a vulnerability. No one goes and says, what's the strongest foothold they have? Let's get that, right? And some of the attacks are nuanced and subtle. And some of the attacks you bring upon yourself, some of the things you do are done because you've chosen them. Or you've chosen to put people in your life that, that then bring you down a little bit because you are honest and open and vulnerable. Either way, inconsequential. Make those shifts, make those changes. Be a better person, have better growth, and all around surround yourself in an environment where you hang up the stresses, you hang up the negativity, you invite the positivity. You do put that jacket on and go back to work, that's fine. Don't ignore things. You don't bury them. Find your places to handle the tough things, find your places to celebrate the good times, and find your places to recharge. And recharge that negativity, and, and recharge in a way that the people you see after that, you're more positive, you're healthier, you're happier, and all those things. So with that, folks, that's Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. That's me on a soapbox. That's the beautiful producer Matt in the background chiming in. That is the Stash IPA. That's Dive Bar and Lounge in Austin, Texas. 703 Guadalupe. That's it, man. That's where we're at. Now, hang on, and you are going to see the uncut, stoned episode of me trying to talk over airplane. But before that, here it is. My daughter, singing about the first time she took a poop. Love you guys. Enjoy. Here we go. All right. Ooh, nice. Very, very nice. So, this is an interesting thing to me. So we're in an airplane, right? Uh, you have the autopilot up. Uh, you know, everything's doing good, but it is now. It's, uh, it's this time, right? He's been scared to fly, past trauma. You know, is uh, how is that going to impact him? What 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 needs to happen? And uh, you know, how will he do under this stress? Right? And uh, it's interesting. I uh, I find uh, as as I get older, and I, you know, and um, I look back, you uh, you definitely gravitate towards uh, the strengths uh, that you have, right? And um, you move away from your weaknesses, and sometimes, you know, uh, the strength becomes a weakness because you moved away from it, right, uh, through a fear, or what it may be, or, or a compromise, um, or just, uh, I don't know, a quit, if you will, but, um, you know, it's uh, facing that fear, that, that demon that's, that's one level deeper than just the, the, the newfound fear, right? Or the need or the trauma. Um, you know, you face that. It's, it's interesting to me. I don't know. 
I think in some areas, you know, depending on life and where you're at, you're going to jump at them. And, and everything, right? As you get older, where you become more risk averse and what have you, or anything else that goes on. But it's um, be interesting, right? Real interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. Something to noodle on, folks. Something to noodle on. Um, and I think there's, uh, you know, there's potential there. I think, um, yeah, I think there's potential there. Oh, I'm, uh, hmm. No, I don't, it's so interesting all these people smoking. Do you know anyone that smokes? I mean, I guess I do. Yeah, what am I talking about? Yeah, Still, I, just, I guess you just don't see it as much, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's a better way to put it, right? You don't see it. Never see it anymore. Interesting to me. Very interesting. With um, with the new year coming through, and um, and this uh, this January push, right? And this, you know, we're you know coming in, cruising into twenty twenty here, having a good time, but it's. Folks bring up a lot of, oh, it's got a revolution, or what, you know, there's my pauses. It's like, one, if you made them, okay. Two, if you didn't, that's okay too, right? Uh, and it's okay because, guys, it's uh, just do you, man. Like, just do you, right? Week I kicked it off, six mile run, feet your feet, having some having some fun. Um, but I really didn't set any resolutions as much as you know things that I always want to accomplish. You know, be a better dad, be a better husband, be a better friend. You know, maybe listen more, talk less, shorten this podcast up. That's for darn sure, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, you know, it's just. But those aren't resolutions because. I don't know. I I wanted something bigger than a year, and I also wanted something better than just what could only be what would be accomplished in just a year, right? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's more growth stuff too. And if your resolution is lose weight, maybe I would change it to um, eat better, right? Just eat, eat better. Make healthier choices. Because weight comes and goes, but healthier choices, you know, that's lifetime stuff. That's that's charting it month to month and you're becoming better and you're feeling better. That doesn't necessarily happen with just I'm gonna do weight loss. Does that make does that make sense? Oh. I feel like sometimes I'm bumping along. And on that note, if you're feeling like I'm bumping along, let you know some folks. Get out there and go watch um, your pony. I apologize that uh, I'm a little too um, loosey goosey goofy on uh, on this end. Uh, <laughs> I'm the only one, right? On this end, but uh, you know that's uh, listen. Sometimes those edibles kick in a little bit good, right? They just do. But that's uh, that's okay, you know. Sometimes these things happen. This is one of those times. 
but I still wanted to say hi to you guys, talk a little bit over airplane, share through some other stuff. It was just, uh, you know, in, in my head and and what was going on that um, I don't know. It, it might is, it might change the way I think or approach or address some topics coming into twenty twenty. May not, but um, yeah, there's just uh, there's interesting stuff happening out there, and uh, you know, of course. Just uh, me talking, you know, didn't address a lot of the um, politics and you know stuff happening right, right, right now. Uh, but um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's just I don't know. Twenty twenty is going to be good, folks. All right, it's, it's starting off a little rough, but trust me, it's going to be good. It's going to be a real, real good, good one. So, on that, folks, um, have. An amazing, amazing couple of days. We'll have a hot, fresh, um, non-edible induced fun run with the boys at the dive uh, bar and lounge coming up in just a couple of days. And I'll post that up immediately. So uh, thank you all very, very much. Good night. And uh, Lord's speed. Now here's my daughter singing about the first time she took a poop. <laughs>